This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. Is it a cover-up, selective prosecution, or is something else at play? These were the questions we were confronted with in today's story. Following the disappearance of two men, we retrace their steps and make some startling discoveries. Discoveries that could implicate army generals in the assumed murder of two men. Derek Watts investigates. The story was produced by Graham Kutzer. It's February. Two friends leave their homes west of Pretoria by car. They drive into an area owned by the military. They're not seen nor heard from again. Their grieving families have no idea what happened to them. They fear the worst. This is a story about Sibosiso Petla and Jerome Lebaka, about an alleged kidnapping, assault and suspected double murder. About claims that senior military officials are being shielded from the law. Nobody knows exactly what happened to Sibosiso and Jerome on that fateful night. All we do know is that right here on Magasenstraat, Pretoria, is the last time they were seen alive. Right outside the houses of two high-ranking army officers. Esther Labarca is Jerome's sister. Like so many, she's still searching for answers months after his disappearance. So we are just a small family of five. Nothing interesting about us. He was a quiet guy, shy, I guess. And then this happened. Kaukelo Motsoki is among the few people able to shed light on what happened that night. He's a close acquaintance and was driving the car at the time. His version of events on the night of February the 13th alleges shocking abuse of power by military elites. What was your mission that night? They approached me asking me for transport to go to Tabatswani to pick up money and just come back. That's all we were going to do. They were on their way to get cash from Jerome's uncle, but they apparently took a wrong turn en route. At the bottom of the street, it's a cul-de-sac. So when we go to the cul-de-sac, I realized that we are lost. They ended up in Mahasain Street in the Dequam military residential area. Kahela says they pulled over to phone for directions. Jerome made a phone call to the guy we were going to, and I took the phone, getting directions. So while I was on the phone, Jerome jumped out of the car said he was going to take a pee. From there, I had a gunshot. The man who fired the warning shot, whose name is known to carte blanche, is a senior army officer, a major general. Jerome told the guy we are lost, we're looking for directions to go to Tawaswani. Soon more people allegedly arrived on the scene, including armed soldiers. Among them, another senior officer, a brigadier general, whose name is also known to us. 
Sipo Cecil, Jerome and Kalkhela were questioned and told to phone Jerome's uncle to verify their story about being lost. They called the uncle and couldn't understand each other over the phone. So they started beating up Jerome and Sipo Cecil. Not yet knowing he'd be spared because he was simply the driver, Kalkhela claims the soldiers then ordered Jerome and Sipo Cecil into the boot of the car in full view of the generals. Someone said, let these two get into the boot. I was shocked and then I went towards the car. I asked for the key. They said, no, we can't give you the car keys. The car, you'll just have to make it turn and then roll it down. According to Kaukela, while the generals went indoors, the car was moved to a cul-de-sac. There are two people who are missing. They've been missing since February. As baffled by the disappearance as the families are, lobby group Afroforum's private prosecution unit would later take a keen interest in the incident. Barry Bateman is their spokesperson. And that's why we're representing the families, so that they can ultimately get justice, but hopefully find out where those two missing men are. And no doubt why things escalated as dramatically as they did. His friends still in the boot. Kaukelo claims uniformed men approached from the Brigadier General's house. Three guys came running from that same yard towards the car. They were in army clothes, but with their face covered, with black gloves or something. The masked men allegedly pulled Jerome and Sibusiso from the boot and led them into nearby bushes. After three minutes or so, for me standing there, they called me into the bush, telling me that they are going to let me go, provided that nobody's going to come looking for these guys. And if anyone comes looking for these guys, my life will be in danger. Do you know if they were still alive when you saw them lying there? Yes, they were still alive. Shocked and frightened, Kaukelo fled, believing Jerome and Sibusiso would be arrested and detained. The following day, he called on Esther and Sibo Cecil's mother, Miriam, to find out if his friends were okay. It was on Valentine's Day this year when um, Esther and Kahela arrived here. Kahela said, I'm not going to tell you the good news. I said, hey, what happened if you say it's not the good news? What is that? After hearing the story, the women opened a missing persons case with the police. Kaukelo opened a case of assault and kidnapping, and three of the foot soldiers who were allegedly involved have since been arrested. The three soldiers have been charged with assault, GBH and kidnapping here at the Pretoria Magistrates Court. But questions are being asked as to why the generals haven't been arrested. That's why, after several delays, Murim approached Afri Forum's private prosecution unit. This is a pure, clear case of selective prosecution where the smaller guy would end up in the courts, but not the big fish, someone with power, in this case, potential generals. In a complaint to the SAPS, the unit raised concerns about the more junior rank of the investigating officer. The prosecutor also raised this as a concern on the 29th of August when you attended court. 
That's right. The prosecutor raised the issue of the, the junior status of the investigating officer as opposed to the seniority of the general in the SANDF and that there were concerns that it's because of this uh, change or the, the, the disparity in the ranks that the matter wasn't being adequately investigated. Miriam says it's something the investigating officer also raised with her. So he was saying as a sergeant, he can't go and arrest the general. He he can't go and arrest the general. The senior must go there to arrest the general. Is it possible assigning a junior officer was a deliberate attempt at frustrating the case? It It seems almost inexplicable that you would assign a junior officer to go on in investigating a case where these senior generals are implicated. We strongly believe that this is purposefully done so as to undermine the ability of the investigator to adequately investigate a very serious crime. We asked the police for an interview, but they said they can't comment on a case not yet finalized in court. A lengthy report by military police who arrived at the scene that night raises more suspicions about the case. A parallel investigation by the military reads like a thriller. Military police who responded to the disturbance at the general's houses were allegedly prevented from entering the area. The road was blocked by a vehicle full of armed men identifying themselves as special forces operators. The report also says the vehicle's number plates were fake. Small wonder a key witness says he's living in fear. What has life been like since this uh, dreadful incident? I feel threatened because of I'm not dealing with just ordinary people here. It's the military men who did this and who actually gave, who threatened that my life would be in danger if I was to talk about this. Meanwhile, grieving families wait for answers no one seems able to give. I'm thinking those things each, each and every day when I sleep, when I cook, I eat. Where is, where is my son? Could a gruesome discovery answer that very question, providing a final dramatic twist in this bizarre tale? On Monday the 19th of September, the state asked for yet another postponement for further investigation. But a stunning revelation was made. The state prosecutor said that a burnt body had been found and sent for DNA testing. A body the state believes is related to the case. We understand, according to the submissions made by the prosecutor, that there's something that has led them to believe that there's a possible link. We're now waiting for the DNA results. Uh, samples have been taken from the two parents as well as the, the body that was discovered. The Defence Force hasn't responded to any of our requests for interviews. Neither has the one general we've managed to contact. But statements made to military police do provide a different version of events. The Major General says he'd noticed a suspicious plastic bottle outside his gate earlier that evening. He'd fired the warning shot when he'd noticed the car and its passengers at the exact spot later on. He also says he'd ordered guards on duty to detain the three men until the military police arrived. The guards say all three men were released after the Brigadier General 
ordered the car to be moved away from his home late that evening. None of the soldiers mentioned an assault taking place. With the next court date scheduled for February next year, it'll be some time before Esther Labarca finds out if the body that's been discovered is that of her brother. If it's him, it's really him, then I know I won't go or wake up every time thinking that maybe if somebody knocks on the door, it's him. If I hear a gate open, maybe it's him. I have closure. I, I can bury him. If I miss him, I know where to go. We'll be keeping tabs on this story in the coming weeks and provide updates on our social pages. So give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to ensure you don't miss it. Thanks for listening. There's more Carte Blanche content to be found on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. Let's continue the conversation online.